Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 719, recorded live on March 26th, 2022. And here are your hosts. The man who has snow outside his window, Dave Pillay. Yes. And the man who also has snow outside his window, Andy Lowe. Hi. I was going to say, like, how, there's no way that I have snow and you don't. Well, you never know. The weather could, you know, spin one way or the other. Right. Could be like, uh, The storms that hit us usually follow through and hit you. Yes, that is true. But you could be like a polar something another. Polar vortex is the yes. word you're looking for. And yes, that has indeed happened before. You are correct, sir. But yes, no, it was it was all nice outside. Yesterday was great. Rained a little bit, and then I woke up this morning and I looked out the window and I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> oh, see, it snowed here during the day yesterday. I actually had gotten home from work and I went to take Lazarus out and it was like nice and sunny on my way home from work and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it shouldn't be bad. I'll get to take Laz home. We'll be good. I get home and I like put on... I, I'm like, it's getting a little cold, so I'm going to put on um, leggings. And I, I did, and I went upstairs, put on the leggings, and then I uh, got downstairs, I got them ready, and we went out, and it had started to rain a little bit as I was, like, walking out the door. And by the time I got to the bottom of the hill, it was full-on, like, oh, it's snowing. And by the time I got back up to the house, it was like, oh, God, visibility is down to, like, nothing. It was, like, 50 feet of visibility. Yeah, it uh, it happened overnight, mm-hmm. and then you know I had to go outside, and the, the it had partially blown the cover off the grill. Oh no! So the grill was all covered with snow, and I couldn't tell that the cover was off until I looked at it. I'm like, wait a second, that's snow on the grill. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> Luckily, uh, it uh, it wasn't cold enough, so it actually melted on the um, sidewalks and the driveway. So I didn't have to. I didn't have to snow blow anything, right? Which it was just good. Melted. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, no, I was very surprised. Late March, you know, April first is next week, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Oh, jeez. Like, Andy, it's the Midwest. It snows regularly into like April and May. Does not, it not? I. So maybe I don't know. Do you not remember? No, I don't remember. I think I remember, okay. but then I don't really know if I'm actually remembering or if I'm, you know, false memory sort of thing. Yes, Andy. The, it does indeed snow into April. The senior year for my brother at Celine High School, there was an ice storm on his birthday, which is April 10th. Oh, my goodness. They closed school. Not sure. I mean, there's no way you remember that, but... No. Yeah, like, it does snow. So, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Like, when we hit 70 degrees last week, I was like, oh, it's nice. It's it's the, like, beginning of spring. But that means there's still probably one or two snowstorms left. So the snow caught you off guard, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, it did. Okay. Because, like, to me, it was like, oh, yeah, no, it's of course it's going to snow today. Welcome to the Midwest, Andy. Oh, boy. Gotta love it. Yep. Dynamic weather. That's that's what we get here. Very dynamic weather. How's your week? Uh, it's been 
okay. Yeah. It was Just a lot of okay. Well, um, I was dealing with an issue at work with this stupid transmitter. And it, um, for this transmitter just does not want to be fixed. Oh no. Yeah. So like six months ago, the exciter fails. The exciter was the part that actually takes the audio and turns it into RF. Yes. Then a couple of months ago, the, uh, power amplifier failed mm-hmm. because this thing needs, uh, a hundred Watts of RF in order to to really drive the tube in order to get the five kilowatts of power. Okay. And back when this transmitter was built, exciters couldn't get up that high. So you had to have an exciter and then a secondary amp in to feed the main amp basically. So that failed. So we were driving it just off of the exciter at a lower power. We finally get around to getting a new exciter that can do a hundred Watts. I put that in and in the process of putting that in, the um, main circuit breaker on the transmitter failed, but only partially failed, which caused electrical issues in the tube socket. So I fix the one, and then I turn it on, and then it fails again, and I can't get it to work right. And we find out some capacitors blew inside the thing there. So I order the capacitors, I put the capacitors in, and then I can only get half power out of there. So I'm thinking it's the tube. So we're in the process of putting the new tube in there and testing it and figuring all the stuff out there. And then something in the actual exciter, the brand new one, fails. Oh, no. And so they originally thought it was the power supply because when I plugged it in, I could, it wasn't booting up. And I could hear a high-pitched whine coming from the power supply. So I'm like, well, it's, it's a problem with the power supply. Mm-hmm. So I overnight a new power supply, I get it installed, I plug it in, I turn it on, and it still doesn't work. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. It wasn't the power supply. No, it wasn't the power supply. And the guy's trying to talk to me over the phone about trying to diagnose it, and I'm just like, this is a brand new box. (laughs) Uh, That's unfortunate. Yeah, so I have to uh, ship it back. So that that's where we're currently at on that one. It was the, yeah. you know, this this little was supposed to just put the new exciter in. Ten minutes later, I was supposed to be done, no problems, and it's just literally one thing after another, after another, after another, and it's just like, come on, just <laughs> I just want it to work. Mm-hmm. And of course, the transmitter itself is the heat source for the transmitter building. And so, with the transmitter not really running... It got very cold. Yes. And so, you know, when it's really cold outside, I don't really want to work out there because I can only spend so long in, you know, a 50-degree building. Yeah. I mean, you need, like, gloves. Yep. And a hat. Yep. Oh, yeah, the other thing was that um, I had put a backup transmitter in place... And the backup transmitter was causing enough interference that I could not get uh, voltage readings off of my multimeter. (laughs) Because you're working in radio and because there's a lot of power in the air. It was flooding my multimeter. So even with the leads disconnected, I was still registering voltage on the meter. And I'm just like, well, that's... (laughs) Like, that's not good. No. That could damage the meter, yeah? Yeah. 
So I had to go get uh, one of the more fancier, um, like, shielded. Yeah, the the two hundred three hundred dollar multimeter. Right. Which I mean, on the other hand, like it's something that you expense to work. Right. Yes, like, that was the. I, was, I called up. I called up the corporate, and I'm just like, I need a new multimeter. Which one would you prefer? And they gave me two options, and I'm like, I'm going to go with the digital one. Because the other one's yeah. an analog one, which I Why? really hope. Why? Because they're when you're dealing, I've got transmitters that are in the 10 to 20 kilowatt power output range. Yeah. I have a computer next to our 10 kilowatt AM that I yeah. literally cannot use the keyboard for. Because there's too much. There's too much RF. And so right. the key, it just, but why would you? Why would they offer an analog? Why do they still make analog? Because analogs has less chance of interference. It does. Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for that. There are less, you know, smaller electronic components and diodes and everything that have a greater chance of getting interference caused by high RF situations. So the old analog ones just work all right then so but i really i really hope i'm not in a situation where i need that so i just went with the the digital one that's nice and works okay well congratulations on your new purchase your acquisition so yes it's been a long week yeah sounds like it yep my week was not so long it was just Work and more work and more work and more work. That's that's most of my week. Just mm. work. Not even like fun work. Like I taught a class, which you know I haven't done that very much recently because I'm working on transitioning roles. Uh, and it was okay. Like it was a class. Woo. Yeah. Mostly I've been playing a lot of Horizon Forbidden West. That that was a lot of my week. Baseball starting up again. So we were. Uh... We're dealing with that, too. Oh, did they eventually settle their legal issues? Yes. So spring training is uh, going on right now. Cool. So, of course, yeah, I also had to, you know, that's part of my things. Like, oh, I have to pay attention to, you know, the the first spring training game because I got to make sure things work right. Yep. So this is the time where it's... Yeah, I'm at work. Yeah. You know, and people are like, oh, can you do this? And I'm like, I... I got to watch the, the Tigers game. I mean, <laughs> you're like, no, sorry. I, I have to watch the Tigers game for work. Well, it, it, there was a rain delay that uh, it turns out our old rain delay uh, workflow didn't work for some odd reason. So I had to start digging into that. Mm-hmm. And the other well, one of our other stations, when it came back from the rain delay, just didn't turn the audio back on. So it's like, I, you know, it looks like I'm just sitting here lounging and I'm, partially am but you know as soon as something goes wrong i have to dig into it and go why did this not work this worked before what has changed i (laughs) andy i cannot tell you how much of my life is that pattern Mm -hmm. especially lately for like the last year while i've been doing more and more coding of like it should work it used to work now you're telling me it doesn't work and i don't know why so let me spend the next three hours tracking it down. Yep. 
<sighs> it's always fun, especially when you're doing something and tr- there the, the tech support is basically non-existent. Mm-hmm. And you're trying something out, and even the uh, the tech support are like, "Well, try this out and let us know how how it goes," because uh, we'd love to. See, see, for me, I am that tech support. Yeah, where it's like, yeah, no, I'm telling the tech support guy what I'm doing, and he's like, "Oh, well, we should probably write this down." It's an interesting case that you have here. You're like, "Hey, uh, try this and tell us what happens." You're like, "What do you mean? Don't you like? Aren't you reading from documentation?" No, we're writing the documentation. Yeah, I had a uh, satellite receiver that was receiving relays over IP, mm-hmm. and we were just getting errant relays left and right, and we couldn't figure out why. It was because the syndicator was sending test relays for some of their internal system verification, and they sent the relays so fast they sent them all in a row, and it's all IP. So, of course, it literally is, you know, speed of light, basically. Right. And my software that was reading the IP relays got them all at once and picked out, like, it took the last half of one relay and the start of the next relay, and that itself was a relay code. So it kind of, like, Frankenstein, oh, that's a, you know... um it's like uh, if one code was AB, the next code was CD, but you had a relay looking for BC. Mm-hmm. It had ABCD all in a row, one you know right at the same time, and it saw that BC in the middle there, and it goes, oh, "Okay, I'm supposed to do something when I see Lock BC." That. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah, just sitting here looking at lines of you know stuff here trying to talk to the tech support and they're like it it shouldn't do that i'm like but it is yeah well it is oh that's interesting let's write this down and you know we'll put this on the list for you know future problems <laughs> like out out what a future problem i have a problem now yep oh andy it's amazing how different our jobs are and yet how similar our problems are should we uh should we maybe talk about topics Unless you want to bring up March Madness. It is March. Yeah, and I it just is checked. late March. This March Madness has been crazy. Has it? Well, let's see. What's the current brackets? I have not paid any attention to it. All right. I heard, so, heard somewhere along the way that, like, Kentucky lost. Okay, so we are currently in the Elite Eight going down to the Final Four. Yeah. So Elite Eight. You have a yeah. two and a four. Okay. A two and a five. Okay. A one and a ten. Okay. And an eight and a fifteen. Really? Yes. Who's the fifteen? And is that the furthest that a fifteen has ever gone? Yes, yes it is. This is the furthest a fifteen has ever gone. Saint Congrats Pete. to Saint Peter's. Who the hell is St. Peter's? Like Florida St. Peter's? Like St. Pete's? The St. Peter's Peacocks represent St. Peter's University in Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay. So not St. Pete's. St. Peter's. Wow, they knocked out Kentucky in the first round as a number two seed. Knocked out Murray State the number seven seed, and then knocked out Purdue. Wow. Man, if I'm UNC, I'm like, 
I'm getting a little nervous. Well, look at look at the Midwest. Midwest, LSU six seed was beat by an eleven seed Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Iowa State then went on to beat Wisconsin, the three seed. Mm-hmm. USC, the seven seed, was beat by Miami, Florida, a ten seed, who then went on to beat the number two seed Auburn. So you had a number eleven facing off a num- against a number ten to get Which to generally the, does not happen. No. That is that is very rare. Yes. Wow, a one and a ten, a two and a five, an eight and a fifteen. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy. Part of me, you know, because I I I I take the numbers right. I take both a um, average of a bunch of professional statisticians who you know power rankings and all those sort of things. I take yeah. that, yeah, and then I also take what people actually pick, right? And I try and you know find the underdogs and the the overachievers and that sort of stuff there. Yeah, I am curious how you fare with that compared to either of the other sides—the ones who do pure statistics and the ones who do pure like gut feel. On average, are you better than? One of those, or both of those, or neither of those. Most of the Does time, your, your habit of splitting the ticket actually cause you to lose more often. Well, I my thought is I normally trust the stats. Yeah, I trust the stats, and then I compare it to what people pick. I feel like the stats would not have picked Miami, Florida over everyone. No, no, they did not. That's why my I'm looking Nor at it going they like they have picked St. Peter's. Oh man, oh that's not fair. See, here's the thing, now that I'm looking at this. I want St. Peter's to to continue on because like everyone loves an underdog and wow, you know, what an FU to the system. At the same time, the winner of their game against UNC goes on to play Duke. And, and a UNC Duke game for Coach K's final season, a UNC Duke game would just always, be that would be that would, right. that's and, that's a chef we, kiss right there. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. What's really great though was the fact that I actually did pick Michigan the correct number of times though, so that was good. Yeah, did you have them losing to Villanova? Uh, I think. Or had you already knocked Villanova out? So, hold on, let me look at my brackets. Uh, yeah, I had them losing to Villanova. Nice. Yeah. Villanova, yeah. The, 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 the South bracket, I literally had right. The, the whole South bracket is right. It's just the rest of this is all just pure. <laughs> Everything else is pure chaos. Chaos, yes. I tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there you go. It would be really cool to see Miami versus St. Peter's in the final. (laughs) 10 seed versus 15 seed. Right now, it looks like the best bracket uh, is 46 out of 58 games correct. In Monaghan's group, or? Uh, Just in, in, it looks like in all of the ESPN brackets. Okay. Best one is 46 correct. Wow. Yeah. Well, 
You know what they? I love how they're like, oh yeah, bracketology. Like, no one. There's never been a perfect bracket. I'm like, yeah, well, have someone guess a coin flip sixty four times in a row. Yeah. Before you start flipping the coins, guess what? No one's gonna get it right. This is not gonna make any sense to you if I, if I ask this. Um, oh, did you? F- did you watch any more of Squid Game? No. Okay, then yeah, that's that question is going to seem like it's coming out of left field. Okay, I watched the first episode or first two episodes. I think just the first episode. The first episode is Red Light Green. Light, yes, right? that is the first episode. Yes. Okay. Yes, I've only watched that first episode. It was a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah, I finally. I finally finished it. Squid Game? Yes. Nice. I've been watching... Are you ready for this? The recent... like I think it's like three years old, like 2019. Harley Quinn cartoon, which was released on HBO Max. Andy, it is amazing. Oh, is that the one with the cancer gun? That was the episode we just watched, in fact. I, I saw that. I was she like, picks up a gun and shoots a guy, and like, what did that do? And then you look down, and it's got a label on it, and it says "cancer gun," and you're like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna go home and spend the weekend with my kids." Yep. <laughs> or the like, it's just, the whole thing is so good. The fact that it's, I mean, it's not Mark Hamill as the Joker, which is understandable he's he's said multiple times that he would like to be done with that do you know who is playing the joker in this who as well as clayface is it lamar or no it is alan fucking tudyk oh well then right yep he is really good michael ironsides is dark side yeah i i strongly recommend the, the Harley Quinn cartoon. It's really well done. Not for kids. Definitely. In no way, shape, or form for children. Oh my god. Like, not even for high school. This is like... This is some bad shit. Every time I think of him, I just, in my head, picture him just going, I went to Juilliard. I mean, he did. I know, he did, yes. But there was a... I think it was a behind-the-scenes of Moana... Where he's yeah, doing the where he's a chicken? Yeah. He's doing like the all the, the hey hey squawks. And then just, yeah. you know, at the end he just, you know, picks up his water bottle and takes a sip and he's like, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> I mean he's doing pretty well for himself yes. for going to Juilliard. because uh, he is like he was hey hey. Mm-hmm. He was K two. He was the toucan in Encanto. He's been in every single Walt Disney animated movie since Wreck-It Ralph. Has he? Yes. Because he's, he's King Candy, right? Yeah, he's King Candy. Let's since see. Wreck-It okay, so yeah, Ralph. he was... It's been a while. He was King Candy, Duke of Wesselton. Yeah. Uh, Duke Weaselton. Wesselton. No, no, no. In um, Zootopia. Yeah, Duke Weaselton. Uh, he was somebody. He was somebody in Big Hero Six. That one, I, I watched Big Hero Six, but I, I think can't he was really. The villain. Oh, he was. Oh, sorry about that. That's Laz's toy. 
that's going to be a thing for a second. <laughs> I did mention we've moved the computer down to the first floor. Yes. So, like, I'm recording in the living room right now. Yeah, Alan Tudyk has been in a lot. Uh, we should probably start talking about topics, though, yeah? Sure. We can do that. So we don't lose all of them like we did last week? <laughs> can we Can we actually hit one of the ones from last week that we missed? Because we, you know, spent so much time talking about friggin' Rubik's Cubes. By the way, I can do up to a 5x5. Five five. Yeah, I saw. Congratulations. Minus the parody errors. What is a if, parody error? Um... It's it happens in the cube somehow. Well, especially in a four by four cube, because there is no center square in a four by four cube. Yeah. So all the center squares float basically. Right. And so, um, <clears throat> I wonder if I can find. I I read up on this at some point. I would see if I can find that article again. Um, because the center squares float. There's a chance of putting them like in the, you know, putting them in the center, but then somehow having them in the wrong center square. Right. So when you start solving it at a later point, you get to a point where you literally, um, the idea is you take the four by four and you basically in your head, turn it into a three by three and you solve it. There's a point though, where it will not, you know, like somehow one of those squares will be orientated in the wrong direction. Ah, Okay. And there's no way to recognize that that's about to happen because those there is no center square to base them off of. Would that also happen in a 5x5 five five with the squares around the center square? Um, yes, because you can, uh, you can flip the side edge pieces. Right. Because there's multiple edge pieces then. So the you can... Side edge pieces. Yes. So last week... <laughs> NASA released an image from the web. Yes, James Webb. Yes. Sorry, right. The web not being the internet, but the James Webb Space Telescope. And it is the, hey, we've done all of the major alignment for the main instrument panel. Yes. And so it's it's the same star that they released earlier, but now it's like actually lined up. And you can see all the shit around it. Yeah, I swear we talked about this. Didn't I? Did we? I do believe so because I said that this alignment selfie actually looked like a pretty cool design. I thought we'd missed this one. Okay, well, if we talked about it, we talked about it. It's really cool, and I think it's worth pointing out a second time because you can see all these friggin' galaxies in the picture. Yeah, and they're, and they're right really now uh, aligning the telescope for the other scientific inter- uh, instruments. Yeah, the other panels. Uh, speaking of space, though, we have a couple of SpaceX yes. topics. We have some space top, spacey topics, SpaceX yes. topics. Uh, the, the first one is that uh, the latest booster now has uh, flown for a 12th time. Setting a new record. Yep. For reusability. Which is funny because they haven't actually, um, haven't done major refurbishment on it yet. Oh shit. Like at all? No, they're, uh, they're basically right now pushing it the limit to see how, how much <laughs> how more far they... Can, 
are are they concerned that at some point it is going to just you know die and not work? Like, because they 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 bring it, it back like and they do a ref uh, a just a wash like it a down wash it yeah they the spray it down do do a do like a a, a check and a, a minor yeah. update to it but they haven't actually taken it out of rotation yet to do the major overhaul that they said that they were going to do every 10 times. Well, they want to see how far the envelope is. Yeah. And right now all they're doing is basically just launching their own Starlink satellites with this thing. Yep. So if it blows up, then they lose like 50 Starlinks, but oh no. Yeah. So yeah. So the, the bigger thing is like, if it blows up, they lose the rocket and whatever else is attached to it. Because this is just the booster, right? Yes, yes, this is the stage one. Ooh, well... So yeah, they they lose some stage is, one, but yeah, yeah, they're just they're literally just pushing it now, going, okay, you know, how many more times can we fly this thing without having to take it out of rotation and do the major overhaul? Yeah. And this is what's scaring the shit out of the rest of the industry. Yes. Is that it has flown 12 times without retrofit or overhaul, and it's done so successfully. Because mm-hmm. just just take that by itself, ignoring all the other money saving shit that they've done. Each flight is now one twelfth of the cost of the competitors. Not quite, because like fuel for each one, yep. but like just in general. And of course, you know, you you juxtapose having the one booster launch twelve times, and then you watch the SLS. You know, roll out. Have they? They haven't even launched yet. Nope. Yeah, SpaceX is absolutely scaring the rest of the industry, and they are—they have good reason to be scared. And if the FAA a, will ever actually approve the environmental study, so they could actually launch Starship. Well, the environment is important. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, uh, Musk. This is not on the topics, but Musk actually said that. Um, the uh, Starship 20 and Booster 4 are not actually going to be the ones to fly for the orbital test. Really? Yes. Despite the fact that those are the ones that have been on the pad for the last four months. Yes, and that they have stacked and unstacked multiple times. It's like, yeah, no, it's we've already made like several improvements on the design. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, the new design, new Raptor engines. So Jesus they're going Christ. to just... Yeah, for the by the time they actually get approval for it. Um, so S20 is never going to launch. Or maybe it'll launch, but just not the orbital launch? I don't know. They, they stopped with the hops, so I don't know if they really need to. I mean, going back for, to like S was SN13 through 18, not a lot of those were successful landings. <laughs> that's, that's true. So, if they want to maybe try that a few more times, just to be sure that they actually, like, have it down, just, you know, that might not be a bad choice. Well, congrats to SpaceX for reusing the booster for a 12th launch. That is pretty cool. However, please, K-Thanks, stop polluting the sky with your satellites. Well, it turns out... Not only their satellites. Uh-oh. Do you remember OneWeb? OneWeb? OneWeb, yes. Vaguely? 
they are also trying to do satellite-based internet. They're okay. uh, based out of the UK and actually partially owned by the UK government. Okay. And the company had planned to complete its first-generation constellation of 648 satellites by the end of this year. Yeah. The problem was, is they had already paid for six launches on Russian rockets. Oh, no. And Russia is saying we aren't going to launch them? Yep, because of the UK government's sanctions against Russia. Except that the company had already paid. Yes, but Russia has vowed not to return the money. So Russia's just taking the money and running. Yes. You paid us, but because you now sanction us, we are not going to do the thing you paid us for, and we're not giving you the money back. Yes. That's that's sucky. That's like putting company out of a out of business sucky. Well, they uh they have the satellites. Yeah. Um and they're trying to find a launch platform. And uh turns out right There's now you're a company down in Boca Chica, Texas that has a lot of success launching rockets. Well, be well, let's see. Europe currently has no spare launch capability cuz all of its I mean, remaining Yeah. Launches Europe have already is been spoken full for, for. Like the next five years or something. Yes, um, they had reached an agreement with India's space program, but um, their uh, launch cadence is not high enough at the moment. Uh huh. Um, they already wrote off Japan's rocket, so the only Western company with a launch capability that's left is SpaceX. Spin launch. So OneWeb, who is trying to... <laughs> I love that you don't even, like, you don't even deign to reply to that. Go ahead. OneWeb, One who is trying to do satellite-based internet, yep. can't get their satellites up unless they literally pay their competitor to launch them into space. Yep. Well, is SpaceX going to give them market value? Um... Both companies have declined to disclose the terms of the deal, <laughs> both on the amount paid per launch and the number of satellites per launch. They just said, hey, we've gone into an agreement with SpaceX. We thank SpaceX for their support, which reflects our shared vision for the boundless potential of space. With these launch plans in place, we're on track to finish building out our, our fleet of satellites and deliver robust, fast, secure connectivity around the globe. That's, that's what they said. That 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 might have hurt. Yep. Literally, they're going. Oh shoot! We we're already out a buttload of money to the Russians. We're not going to get that money back. We need to get our. We need to. We need to get <laughs> satellites into space in order to make money. <clears throat> Who's left? Oh. The guys who were also trying to launch satellite-based internet. Well, shoot. I mean, it's not that bad. Well, yeah, it's not that bad because uh, OneWeb uh, does not have any sort of commercial aspirations. They're mainly looking for government contracts. Mm -hmm. And Musk is, you know, really pushing that consumer-based right. internet access. Consumer-based, but also like... Really expensive. 
Did you see that SpaceX is raising their price? Mm-hmm. For their, their internet service? Yep. Including for people who put down a down payment. Oh, lovely. So you, people who, who, like, bought into it previously with the expectation of a certain price, that price has gone up. I have seen some broadcasters try and use them for um, transmitter site access. Yeah. Because there are times where those transmitters are literally on top of a mountain. Yep. I mean, you want it in the highest place you can get, right? Mm-hmm. And so some of those places just don't have phone access, don't have, <clears throat> you know, internet access. They just don't have anything up there. So they're like, you know, shoot, what getting access is cheaper than not. So I've, I've seen people trying those things out right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know. I thought our $49 a month for a phone line was expensive, but... Hundred bucks a month for internet. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's what I got for space. So on web. Yeah, I can't believe it. So yet. apparently, GDC is this week. Yes, the it's game the... developer conference. Yes, I think Hims is also this last week. Actually, there's there's quite a bit that we could talk about out of Hims, but first, Andy I just like my my uh, my two GDC topics. Yeah. So, like, GDC is not generally a time for announcements, right? No. Okay, so we're not looking at a bunch of new games that came out. No, this is basically kind of a, um, it's almost like an inside baseball sort of <laughs> conference. It's the best kind. Okay, so what what did come out of GDC this year, then? Well, um, John Romero had a talk where he really? brought... Yeah, he he talked about Wolfenstein 3D. It was a game from a very long time ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And it turns out, while he was still basically creating Wolfenstein 3D, Mm -hmm. uh, he had gotten to know the uh, guys over at Sierra Online. By the guys, you mean the, like, husband and wife pair that is Sierra? Yes. Um, Was it? uh, Roberta and Ken. Damn it. I was so close. I had Roberta. Yep. You, you had half of it. I had half. I couldn't remember Ken. Um, and so uh, Sierra uh, had watched Id's uh, Commander Keen game go pretty well. Mm-hmm. So they brought uh, Romero out to Sierra to talk about what they're doing at Id. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was showing them Wolfenstein 3D and Ken supposedly was not impressed. What? Yep. But (laughs) but they they saw that it was making money, so um, Sierra offered to acquire it for two point five million dollars in company stock. Damn, that's a lot of money for a software company at that time. Yes, for an indie game company at that time. Uh, instantly getting four years worth of revenue overnight. Yeah, but he asked for. $100,000 $100,000 of that $2.5 million to be paid up front in cash. Romero asked for that? Yes, Romero asked for $100,000 in cash up front. Ken thought about it and said, no thanks, but good luck with everything. Wow. So there is an alternate timeline out there where Id was bought by Sierra 
and may or may not have actually created Wolfenstein 3D. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would have been very odd for Sierra. Yeah, that's a, that's a very odd timeline. I'm sitting there like thinking, you know. Sierra love- games and id games were very different. Yes, very different. I mean, I feel like Romero did a, a good enough job where he was, him and Carmack. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that Wolfenstein 3D was actually originally supposed to be a stealth game. Was it? Yes. <laughs> How the hell does that work? Well, they were trying to, um, basically, the game was supposed to be a follow-up to the stealth game Castle Wolfenstein. So you were supposed to search dead bodies, drag the guards around so enemy soldiers wouldn't see them, you know, break into storage lockers for food and ammo. Yep. But That's then, uh, a bit ambitious for the time. Yeah, so, but as he said, while we added all these features to the game and playing the game constantly, we started to notice the more fun part of the game was running and gunning. Stopping to drag a guard or unlock a chest really slowed down the innovative high-speed running and blasting Nazis. That was the real fun part of the game. I wonder how well that game would sell now. <laughs> Go around and kill Nazis, but, but why are you killing Nazis? Because they're Nazis. Wow, that's that is a it's a very different timeline. Mm-hmm. Maybe Daikatana wouldn't have sucked. Maybe Id would still be a powerhouse. Hell, maybe Sierra Games would still be a powerhouse. True. Cause they both of these companies are, are not exactly big names in the current system. No, they were they were big names back then. They were huge names back then. Yeah. But they are, they are artifacts. They're statues. They're Ozymandias, look upon my works, ye mighty, and despair, when, like, there's nothing left. Although I did just see an article that uh, Ken and Roberta are coming back to make more games. Yes. That Sierra is, like, they're, they're trying to restart Sierra, which, good luck. Uh, and it looks like Mr. Wardle gave a talk at the GDC as well. Yes, he he literally talked. The, the, the lifespan of Wardle is short with him. Months, <laughs> right? Like, this game has not been around for a year. So he, yeah, he up. walked through the whole process of how he started, you know, how he got his word list. And basically, like, how much he didn't want it to have, you know, explode. He's like, I I was done of it with it. New York Times came and wanted to buy it. And I said, sure, because I'm, you know, I'm just a... It was a way out. Yes. He, I mean, he didn't realize it was going to explode. He didn't know what to do with it when he had it. And definitely didn't want to, like, try and support it when there were millions of users. Yeah, I mean, if I if I had a runaway success like that too, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? First person who offered, take it. It's yours. <clears throat> Makes sense to me. Yeah, no. Ooh, he created okay. a piece of art. <laughs> Somebody wanted to buy it who will handle it, hopefully, with respect. Hopefully. Respect and care. There's, a, there's hopefully a lot of respect at the Grey Lady. I mean... Hopefully. Did you just refer to the New York Times as the Grey Lady? Isn't that the nickname? 
I have no idea, but even if it is, why would you say that instead of just the New York Times? Gray lady. Let's see. (laughs) Because there used to be so much news copy and no color, the pages looked gray. Okay. I was right, but yes, no. I don't know. But also, why didn't you just say the New York Times? Because I'm trying to be colloquial. Are you? I don't know. Or are you trying to be clever and... um, A little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. What's what's the word I'm looking at? It's not just clever. Uh, Snooty? Stuck up? What is it when you look down on others because you think you're smarter than they are? Condescending. There we go. I wouldn't really call it condescending. It's just my love of references. Esoteric. Esoteric knowledge, yes. Okay. Andy... You need to watch Game Changer, not Game Changer. Uh, um, actually, I'm I'm quite certain you would enjoy the show. Um, actually, in fact, you'd probably enjoy being on the show. Um, actually, yes, but I don't have time for that. Yep. Um, actually, I actually did pretty well in this last episode. Laura and I play along as you do when you watch game shows. Yeah. Um, and I did pretty well. <sighs> Well, speaking of online entertainment, there are yeah. two things here. One Netflix is going to try Netflix, to talk about this. Netflix has bought another video game company. Why? It makes no sense. Their second game acquisition in a month. Third in six months. Yes. The, I don't know why, but they're What? Are they thinking of doing? It doesn't make sense unless Netflix is going to try to be the Netflix of gaming, in which case they're going to quickly realize that's a bad model. <laughs> what was it, Gamefly? Yeah. Game, yep, Gamefly. Yeah, that was the Netflix of gaming. And Gamefly wanted to be the Netflix of gaming, and it didn't work. So now apparently Netflix would like to be the Netflix of gaming, and it also is not going to work. Oh, did I not put the topic on here about uh, PlayStation? What about PlayStation? Um, PlayStation, I think we talked about this back in December, but PlayStation was looking to revamp their PlayStation Plus subscription. Okay. Uh, And supposedly, according to Bloomberg... Yeah. Um... Their version of Xbox Game Pass, codenamed Spartacus, is going to be supposedly announced possibly next week. Cool. Project Spartacus, huh? Yes. I am Spartacus. Yes. So the first tier, there's going to be three tiers. First tier is just basically your regular PlayStation Plus. Yeah. So online play, free monthly game. Then their next tier has a library of PlayStation games current PlayStation mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Then there's a third tier, which will actually include PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games as well. Whoa! How much is that? The Spartacus? Yes. They have... I don't, is- think, I don't think they've announced prices yet. Oh, uh, that's really not good. <laughs> How much would I pay to have access to... All PlayStation 1, 2, 3 games 
Well, currently, PlayStation Plus, base level PlayStation Plus right now, $60 a year. Yeah. So how much would I be willing to pay per year? Because I, I do pay that. So how much would I be willing to pay per year to have access to all of that? Mm-hmm. Could it be uh, library, let's see. PlayStation 1, and PlayStation 2 games? Uh, da, 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 da. It looks like, according to this article on VentureBeat, mm-hmm. bottom tier, $10 a month. Mm-hmm. Middle tier, $13 a month. And the top tier, $16 a month. Less than I paid for Netflix. Well, so yeah, it could be sixteen dollars a month. Supposedly coming out, they're or getting announced next week. Supposedly, yeah, that's that's pretty big. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Microsoft responds. Yes, because they're going to want to respond in some way. Mm-hmm. Sony offering every game, even not even not even every game, but just even if they did like greatest hits from PlayStation One, Two, and PlayStation Portable, like that's. That's pretty big. What is that? So we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll see if it actually is. gets announced or not. Yeah. Um, it also looks like Google Play is dropping TV and movies from the Play Store. I mean, they've got YouTube. Yeah. Well, that's what they're doing. Is they're moving, um, they're moving the TVs and movies to the Google TV app. Right. And. They're pitching the YouTube app also as a replacement, which it also turns out there are now a lot more TV shows that you can watch on YouTube for free as long as you're willing to watch commercials. Yeah. Which, it's the U.S. If you're watching TV, you're probably going to watch commercials. So, Because <laughs> we are the product. Yep. And I mean, for goodness sakes, yeah, Samsung, Roku, and Plex all have, you know, free offerings with ads. So, mm-hmm. not a new thing, but yeah. supposedly they have now nearly 4,000 episodes available. So, there you go. Okay. So, should we hit the um, randoms? Yeah, sure. I believe it is my review. Yes, it is. I would like to review a product I've been using this entire time while we have been chatting, which is a footrest. Okay. I've been using a heated footrest. Oh, well, that's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, It is technically the Olidon heated footrest for under-desk pure memory foam leather and breathable mesh cover ergonomic footstool for home and office. (laughs) Really, it doesn't matter what brand it is. Like, I'm going to review this one because it's the one that I've got. But, like, just having a heated footrest under the desk is so nice. So, so nice. So my toes uh, get very cold very often, very quickly. It does not take much for them to get cold. So I've been wearing, like, slippers around the house, socks with slippers. Uh, like, I... you. You will very rarely see me in sandals without socks because my toes get cold very fast. Uh, and so Laura got me a under-desk heated footrest. And it is so good. Oh, man. Like, during the winter, I didn't have it, and I wish I did. Um, I actually got two of them so I can take one to the office. They're, they're so good. 
Like, it's so nice to have a heated footrest, something I can just put my feet against and turn it on, and it gets nice and toasty very quickly. This one is a little weird. Um, the controller, which sits between it and the plug, right, just in line, it is the power cord, has power up and down and timer. What What do you think, Andy, is the minimum value for this display, this numeric display? Uh, what, what would make sense for a range of values for a heater? Um... Well, is it in centigrade or Fahrenheit? Neither. It's just a number? There is a number. Um, well, so it's going to be a heater, so you're going to want it to be higher than 70. Well, but, but like, Andy, if you have a, a like, a hot pad, mm-hmm. right, it's just from, like, zero to ten. Right, that's kind of what oh I'm oh you're just you're just uh, so there's an arbitrary it's a number, number right? scale. It's a, it's a power level, right? Okay. Well, then it, yeah, it should be to like sense. zero to ten. That would make yeah. sense. The act the the temperature would also make sense, right? Like putting yes. in a temperature either Fahrenheit or centigrade, sure, whatever. This one goes from thirty to sixty. That sounds like centigrade. Andy, thirty centigrade is ninety-seven degrees. Well, thirty-seven is ninety-seven degrees. Hold on, 30C to F should be around 80. Okay, so what's 66, Andy? 86, so double. Go ahead and tell me what 60C should be. 140. Andy, do you honestly think this thing that is in leather gets to 140 degrees? I don't know. Do you have an infrared thermometer? Andy, you would burn yourself at 140 degrees. I don't think I would burn myself at 140, maybe. Go turn your oven on to 140, Andy. My oven doesn't go that low. Your oven does go that low. It probably goes to 150. I think, think, yeah, the minimum is 150. Yeah. No, there's no way this is getting up to 60 degrees Celsius. Maybe internally it gets up to 60 degrees Celsius at the heating element? I highly doubt that. 90 degrees, Andy, a hot tub is 104. That's true. You think the minimum value of this is 90 degrees? I, I don't know. I don't have one of these. I've, I have an infrared thermometer, but I can't measure it because I don't have one with me. Well, I also have an infrared thermometer. I also have feet, and I'm quite sure this does not get up to 90 degrees on the minimum level. It gets toasty, but not like, oh my god, I'm going to burn my feet off. But it's still nice to have, though, right? It is so nice to have. It's very nice to have. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy with it as a, a footrest and as a heater. Um, just, it's so nice to like put your feet up against it for a little bit, let them get nice and toasty, take your feet off, put them back on, get nice and toasty. The one downside... Um, it, it does have a sleep timer, which defaults to 30 minutes. And so I will be sitting here and, like, playing game, and all of a sudden I'm like, why are my feet cold? Oh, it turned off, like, an hour ago. That's it. That is that is the review. Are you able to... Okay, so this is part of the power cord. Yes. You have to actually, like, bend down. Can you, can you, can you work it with your toes? 
Oh no, no. I mean, you it's it's separate from the device. So like you can bring it up to you. Okay. It's not like it's down by the power switch. But no, I would not try to work this controller with my toes. Definitely not. Uh but having it under the like you just reach down, pick it up, turn it on, set it to the temperature? Question mark power <laughs> level? I'm not sure. Uh, but set it to whatever number is appropriate for the heat and then just let it warm your feet and it is incredible yeah our uh, our front desk person used to have one of these under her desk which was really nice whenever I had to work on her computer my office is the exact opposite problem yeah I was in my office on Friday no Thursday and it was um, 78 degrees in my office so I, I did not need to uh, toast my feet. I just need, you know, fans to try and take all the hot air and push it out into the hallway. Yeah. Well, according to this page, it is indeed from 30 to 60 fair, uh, Celsius, which is just a weird thing for the controller. Well, Dave, what you need is just an infrared thermometer. and just a, I have an infrared thermometer. It's upstairs. <laughs> well, whose fault is that? Mine. Entirely my fault. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Shall we hit the random topic? Yes, the random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yes. Would you let your children attend Eastern Michigan University? Yes. Yes. I mean, why would I not? I am staring at my Eastern Michigan University diploma literally right above my head. That's an odd place for your diploma, but sure. It, it's, um, on the, yeah. it's on the wall right above each of our computers. I, I would indeed allow my children to attend Eastern if they want to go to Eastern. If they want to go to Oberlin, they can go to Oberlin. If they want to go to U of M, they can go to U of M. If they want to go to Juilliard, we'll talk. I don't have anything else to add to that. Sorry, I was taking a picture. Okay. Yeah, no, if they want to go to Eastern, they can go to Eastern. I don't know what the... Is there, like, a stigma against it? I don't know. I Maybe, because it's it's in Ipsy, because it's not U of M. I don't know. It's not West Washtenaw Tech. That was the that was the running gag that uh, the uh, EMU marching band always used to call U of M. That's hilarious. All right, uh, that's it though. That's all I got. Yep, I I got nothing else after that. Being an EMU grad, yeah, sure, good. Yep, sounds good to me. Yep. So uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.